0: Hi everyone, it's Evelyn and I am continuing reading this book to you and hopefully you like listening to it. Uh, if you are not into listening to me read to you or if this subject matter might not be your thing, you don't have to listen to it. It is in no way, shape or form connected to the subject matter on my regularly scheduled podcast episodes on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 8 a.m. Uh, so if you prefer to just listen to those, that's okay, too. Uh, I am reading, trying to, uh, you know, better myself in all different ways and take others on the journey with me. And in doing so, I wanted to reread Into the Light, which is what I did in the beginning of the year, the end of last year and beginning of this year. And I have found this book, it was highly recommended. And um, It is called The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself, and um, it is a little jumpy. There's a lot of role playing within it, uh, which is interesting to read always, but I think that it's uh, giving a great message. Uh, There's some good exercises and flow in it, which I appreciate, and uh, it's also really giving me some perspective on different thoughts that I have, how I see myself, who I am, and hopefully it's doing the same thing for you today I'm gonna to be talking to you commercial free on uh, chapter four. and in a moment I'm gonna get started uh, so you know make sure that you're you're sitting someplace comfortable and uh, hopefully uh, you, are uh, in it for the long haul. I think that I'm going to end up reading two chapters. Uh, I might do one and then stop it and polish it and edit it, and then do another one. So uh, it will publish at two different times, probably five minutes apart. If I decide to do it that way, it might just be an Easter egg through the week at some point. So you'll want to make sure to check with the podcast episodes. To see when and if it'll publish, because I've got a lot of Easter eggs this month and next month coming out. Uh, Just random thought processes and different definitions of things that I wondered about that I looked up, Uh, and uh, you know, different lessons that I'm learning as we go along, things that I'm experiencing as far as learning uh, and educating myself, experiencing uh, the psychological, financial, uh, physical, healthy lifestyle. Uh, in all all regards, uh, and everything on the in-between. So without further ado, uh, I hope that you're enjoying this. I'm going to get started. This is subject for the lucid self. There is a type of dream called a lucid dream in which you know what you're dreaming. If you fly in the dream, you know that you're flying. You think, hey, look, I'm dreaming that I'm flying. I'm going to fly over there. You're actually conscious enough to know that you are flying in a dream and that you're dreaming the dream. That's very different from regular dreams in which you're fully immersed in the dream. This distinction is exactly the difference between being aware that you're aware in your daily life and not being aware that you are. When you're in an aware being, You're no longer becoming completely immersed in the events around you. Instead, you remain inwardly aware that you are the one who's experiencing both the events and the corresponding thoughts and emotions. When a thought is created in this state of awareness, instead of getting lost in it, you remain aware that you're the one who's thinking the thought. You are lucid. This raises some very interesting questions. If you're the indwelling being who's experiencing all of this, then why do these different levels of perception exist? When you're seated in the awareness of self, you are lucid. Where are you when you're not seated deeply enough inside the self to be conscious experiencer of all that you're experiencing? To begin with, consciousness has the ability to do what's called focus. It is the part of nature of consciousness. The essence of consciousness is awareness and awareness has the ability to become more aware of one thing and less aware of something else. In other words, it has the ability to focus itself on certain objects. The teacher says, concentrate on what I'm saying. What does that mean? It means to focus your consciousness on one place. Teachers figure you know how to do that. Who taught you how to do that? What class in high school taught you how to take your consciousness and move it somewhere in order to focus on something? Nobody taught you this. It was intuitive and natural. You always have known how to do it. So we know that consciousness exists, we just don't normally talk about it. You probably went through grade school, high school, and college without anyone discussing the nature of consciousness. Fortunately, the nature of consciousness has been studied very closely in the deep teachings such as yoga. In fact, the ancient teachings of yoga are all about consciousness. The best way to learn about consciousness is through your own direct experience, For example, you know very well that your consciousness can be aware of the wide field of objects, or it can be so focused on one object that you're unaware of anything else. This is what happens when you get lost in thought. You can be reading and then suddenly you're not reading anymore. It happens all the time. You just start thinking about something else, outside objects or mental thoughts that can catch your attention at any time. But it's still the same awareness, whether it's focused on the outside or on your thoughts. The key is that consciousness has the ability to concentrate on different things. The subject consciousness has the ability to selectively focus awareness on specific objects. If you step back, you'll clearly see that the objects are constantly passing before you at all three levels, mental, emotional, and physical. When you're not centered, your consciousness invariably gets attracted to in, toward one or more of those objects and focuses on them. If it concentrates enough, your sense of awareness loses itself in the object. It no longer is aware It is of the object. It becomes object conscious. Have you ever noticed that when you're deeply absorbed in watching TV, you have no awareness of where you're sitting or what else is going on in the room? The TV analogy is perfect for examining how our center of consciousness shifts from awareness of self to being lost in objects we're focused upon. The difference is that instead of sitting in your living room, getting absorbed in the TV, you're sitting in the center of your consciousness, getting absorbed in the screens of the mind, emotion, and outside images. When you concentrate on the world of the physical senses, it draws you in. Then your emotional and mental reactions draw you in further. At that point, you're no longer sitting in the centered self. you're absorbed in the inner show that you're watching. Let's look at your inner show. You have an underlying pattern of thoughts that goes on around you all the time, This pattern of thought stays pretty much the same. You're as familiar and comfortable with your normal thought patterns as you are with the living space of your home. You also have the emotions that are your norm. A certain amount of fear, a certain amount of love, and a certain amount of insecurity. You know that if certain things happen, one of more of these emotions will flare up and dominate your awareness. Then, eventually, it will settle back down to the norm. You know this so well that you're very busy inside making sure nothing happens to create these disturbances. In fact, you're so preoccupied with controlling your world of thought, emotions, and physical sensations that you don't even know that you're there. That is the normal state for most people. When you're in this lost state you get so totally absorbed in the objects of thoughts feelings and the senses that you forget the subject right now you're sitting inside the center of consciousness watching your personal tv show but there are so many interesting objects distracting your consciousness that you can't help but to get drawn into them it's overwhelming it's three-dimensional it's all around you all of your senses draw you in sight sound taste smell and touch as well as your feelings and your thoughts But you're really sitting quietly inside looking out at all these objects just as the sun does not leave its position in the sky to illuminate objects with its radiating light so consciousness does not leave its center to project awareness onto objects of form, thoughts, and emotions. If you ever want to recenter, just start saying hello inside over and over and then notice that you're aware of that thought. Don't think about being aware of it. It's just another thought. Simply relax and be aware that you can hear a hello being echoed in your mind. This is the seat of centered consciousness. Now let's move from the small screen to the big one. Let's study consciousness using the example of a movie. When you go to a movie, you let yourself get drawn in. It's part of the experience of watching the movie. With a movie, you use two senses, seeing and hearing. And it's very important that these senses synchronize. You wouldn't get as involved in the film if they didn't. Imagine if you were watching a James Bond movie, and the soundtrack didn't synchronize with the scenes. Instead of getting drawn into the magical world of the movie, you would remain very aware that you were sitting in a theater and that something was wrong. But because of the soundtracks and scenes that normally synchronize perfectly, movies capture your awareness and you forget that you're sitting in a theater. You forget that your personal thoughts and emotions, your consciousness gets pulled into the film. It's actually quite phenomenal to contemplate the difference between the experience of sitting next to strangers in a cold, dark theater versus being so absorbed in the movie that you're totally unaware of your surroundings. In fact, with an engaging film, you may go for the full two hours without any awareness of yourself. So the synchronization synchronization of sight and sound is very important of your consciousness and how it is to become absorbed in the movie. And that's just for two of your senses. What will happen when you experience, when your experience of a movie includes smell and taste? Imagine that you're experiencing a film in which someone is eating and you taste what they taste and smell what they smell. You would surely get caught in that one. The sensory input has doubled and therefore the number of objects drawing on your consciousness has also doubled. Sound, sight, taste, smell. And we haven't mentioned the big one yet. Would you even go to a theater that has touch? When you get all five senses working together, you don't stand a chance. If they all synchronize, you'll be completely absorbed in the experience, but then again, not necessarily. Imagine you're sitting in the theater, and even with this overwhelming sensory experience, you still become bored with the movie. It just isn't capturing your attention. So your thoughts start to wander. You begin thinking about what you'll do when you get home. You start thinking about something that happened to you in the past. After a while, you're so lost in your thoughts that you're hardly aware that you're even watching a movie at all. This occurs despite the fact that your five senses are still sending you all of these movie messages. This can only happen because your thoughts can still occur independently of the movie. They provide an alternative space for the consciousness to focus. Now imagine that movies are made that not only to engage the five senses, but that they also... Make your thoughts and emotions synchronize with what's happening on the screen. With this movie experience, you're seeing, hearing, tasting, and suddenly you begin feeling the character's emotions and thinking the character's thoughts. The character says, I'm so nervous. Should I ask her to marry me? And suddenly insecurity wells up inside of you. Now we have the full dimension of the experience. Five physical senses plus thoughts and emotions. Imagine going to that movie and getting plugged in careful that that would be the end of you as you know yourself there would be no object of consciousness that is synchronized with the experience any place your awareness falls would be part of the movie once the movie gets control of your thoughts it's over there's no you in there saying i don't like this movie i want to leave that would take an independent thought but your thoughts have been taken over by the movie now you're completely lost how will you ever get out As scary as it sounds, that is your predicament in life. Because all of the objects that you're aware of are synchronized, you get sucked in and are no longer aware of your separateness from the objects. The thoughts and emotions move in accordance with the sights and the sounds. It all comes in and your consciousness gets totally absorbed in it. Unless you're fully seated in the witness consciousness, you're not back there being aware that you're the one watching all of this. That is what it means to be lost. The lost soul is consciousness that is dropped into a place where one human's thoughts, emotions, and sensory perceptions of sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell are all synchronized. All these messages come back to one spot, then the consciousness, which is capable of being aware of anything, makes the mistake of focusing on that spot one on that one spot too closely. When the consciousness gets sucked in, it no longer knows itself as itself. It knows itself as the objects it's experiencing. In other words, you perceive yourself as these objects. You think that you're the sum of your learned experiences. That is what you think when you go to one of these advanced movies. At such a movie, you would first get to select which character you'd want to be. Let's say you decide, okay, I'll be James Bond. Once you push the button, that's it. The button had better be on a timer you as you currently know yourself are no longer there since all since all of your thoughts are now james bond thoughts your entire existing self-concept is gone remember your self-concept is just a collection of your thoughts about yourself likewise your emotions are bonds and you're watching the movie through his visual and auditory perspective the only aspect of your being that remains the same of the consciousness that is aware of these objects It is the same center of awareness that was aware of your old set of thoughts, emotions, and sensory input. Now someone turns off the movie. I'm immediately in Bond's thoughts and emotions that are replaced with your old set of thoughts and emotions. You're back to thinking that you're a 40-year-old woman. (laughs) All of the thoughts match. All of the emotions match. Everything looks like smells like tastes like and feels like it did before but that doesn't change the fact that it's all just something conscious it's experiencing it is all just objects of consciousness and you are the consciousness what differentiates conscious-centered being from a person who's not so conscious? It's simply the focus of their awareness. It's not difference in the consciousness itself. All of the consciousness is the same. Just as all light from the sun is the same, the awareness is the same. Consciousness is neither pure nor impure. It has no qualities. It's just there, aware that it's aware. The difference is that when your consciousness is not centered within, it becomes totally focused on the objects of consciousness. When you are a centered being, however, your consciousness is always aware of being conscious, your awareness of being independent of inner and outer objects you happen to be aware of. If you really wanna understand the difference, you must begin by realizing that consciousness can be focused on anything. That being the case, what if consciousness were to focus on itself? When that happens, instead of being aware of your thoughts, you're aware that you're aware of your thoughts. You have turned the light of consciousness back onto itself you're always contemplating something, but this time you're contemplating the source of consciousness. This is true meditation. True meditation is beyond the act of simple one-pointed concentration. For the deepest meditation, you must not only have the ability to focus on your consciousness completely on the one object, but you must also have the ability to make awareness itself be on that object. In the highest state, the focus of consciousness is turned back to the self. When you contemplate the nature of the self, you're meditating. That's why meditation is at the highest state. It is the return to the root of your being, the simple awareness of being aware. Once you become conscious of the consciousness itself, you attain only a totally different state. You are now aware of who you are. You have become an awakened being. It's really just the most natural thing in the world. Here I am. Here I always was. It's like you've been on the couch watching TV, but you were so totally immersed in the show that you forgot where you were. Someone shook you and now you're back to the, into the awareness that you're sitting on the couch watching TV. Nothing else changed. You simply stopped projecting your sense of self onto that particular object of consciousness. You woke up. That is your spirituality. That is the nature of self. That is who you are. As you pull back into the consciousness, this world ceases to be a problem. It's just something that you're watching. It keeps changing, but there's no sense of that being the problem. The more you are willing to just let the world be something you're aware of, the more it will let you be who you are, the awareness, the self, the Atman, the soul. You realize that you're not who you thought you were. You're not even a human being. You just happen to be watching one. You'll begin to have deep experiences within your own center of consciousness. These will be deep, intuitive experiences of the true nature of self. You will find that you are tremendously expansive, When you start to explore consciousness instead of form, you realize that your consciousness only appears to be small and limited because you're focusing on small and limited objects. That's exactly what happens when you're focusing solely on the TV. There's nothing else in your world. If you pull back, however, you can see that the whole room, including the TV, it likewise, instead of just focusing so intently on this one human being's thoughts, emotions, and sensory world, you can pull back and see everything. You can move from the finite to the infinite. Isn't this what they've been trying to tell us? Christ, Buddha, and the great saints and sages of all time and religions? One of these great saints, Ramana Maharshi, used to ask, who am I? We see now that this is a very deep question and it's ceaselessly, constantly. Ask it and you will notice that you are the answer. There is no intellectual answer. You are the answer and everything will change.